Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Match Day Monday, episode number three. It is March 28th. Uh, this is also brought to you by ESM. There's no uh, matches on any leagues currently to review uh, because of the international break. But let's get into games to watch uh, for the following weekend, or this weekend, actually. Uh, the first one, what I would say, would be English Premier League. We have Wolves versus Ashton Villa. It's on Saturday at 7 in the morning, Pacific Standard Time. It's basically just a battle for the mid-table. The Wolves are trying to stay alive to qualify for the Europa Conference League quarterfinals, or qualifiers, rather. Basically, it's just a playoff to get into that conference to get a chance to play in the Europa League. Ashton Villa is also on mid-table, but Wolves have a better chance of doing that. Uh, you have a West Ham versus Everton. Uh, currently, Everton is trying to stay away from regulation. They're three points away from the bottom of for regulation, which means they would get demoted to the league below. And West Ham United is also in the battle for Europa qualifiers as Wolves are. West Ham's also in the running for Europa League, or at least the playoffs for it. So uh, watch out, Wolves. Um, this is an important game for Everton and West Ham. So that's something you want, want to look at. And moving on to La Liga, uh, you have Barcelona versus Sevilla. Uh, La Liga's pretty much wrapped up at this point, unless Real Madrid loses that nine-point league, which normally doesn't happen, but it's a possibility. Uh, it's a basically a battle for pride and to uh, better their position for Champions League next year. They usually divide teams or uh, leagues by the ranking of where they end up in the previous season. So you kind of want to be at like in second place versus third place because then if you're in third, you're going to be playing harder teams most likely. So Barcelona would want to be higher and currently they're in third. Moving on to Sierra A, which uh, I would pick uh, Juventus. Oh, by the way, that Barcelona game is April 3rd at on Sunday, uh, 12 p.m. Uh, moving on to Syria A, the Inter Milan versus Juventus. That's Sunday, April 3rd at 11.45 Pacific Standard Time. That one is uh, one point that separates the two with seven weeks left. Uh, at this point, it's very crucial for points because realistically, AC Milan is ahead for both of them, but they could possibly make a run with seven weeks left. AC Milan would have to drop a lot of points, but you never know in football, everything, anything is possible or anything is possible. So you, in League Un, you have Nice versus Ren on Saturday, April 2nd at 8 in the morning. The another league that's pretty much wrapped up, but these guys are uh, battling for a spot either in the Europa League or for Champions League qualifier, so they'd have a chance to play in Champions League next year. So this game should be pretty good. They're both second, third, respectively. PSG pretty much has that league wrapped up, so that's something you might want to look into. Now more into the one that's important. Uh, World Cup qualifiers happened over... Uh, last week and 
Sunday. There's some matches coming up on Tuesday that are important as well. Uh, but before I get into that, there were some friendlies. And I know I mentioned this uh, in the main episode or the main channel for ESM. Uh, you have Christian Eriksen, a Danish player. He collapsed during a match of the Euros. He had a cardiac arrest and he had to be res- resuscitated. Uh, so it didn't really look good for him to be playing again, yet alone, like, he was lucky to be alive, to be honest with you. And uh, Italy has a rule in Sierra A, if you have a heart issue or heart condition, you can't play in their league. So, and he played for Inter Milan at the time. So unfortunately, he couldn't play there anymore. Once he was deemed healthy by the doctors, he was picked up by Brentford, which is like a middle tier team a middle table team in English Premier League. He played once again for his country uh, over the weekend. It was a friendly against the Netherlands and they ended up losing, but he got subbed in and scored two minutes into being subbed in, which is crazy and had an immediate impact. And honestly, it's just really good to see him back on the field. The, The guy's a pretty good football player, so it's good to see him back. And honestly, I, I thought his career was over. So it's kind of cool that you get to see him at least play a little bit, but we'll see. Moving on to the UEFA uh, World Cup qualifiers. The first game I'm going to review is Wales versus Austria. Uh, Wales won 2-1. to one. Gareth Bale had an amazing game. He had a brace. His first goal was, if you want to see a perfect free kick by a left footer, that's what you want to want to see. Like He legitimately put it top right corner. No one could block that shit. It was picture perfect. Uh, look it up on YouTube if you if you have a chance. And the second one was pretty good too. Uh, so uh, unfortunately for Austria, that, that eliminated them from contention to the World Cup. Uh, Wales will move forward to play whoever wins between Scotland and the Ukraine. But with what's going on in the Ukraine, they haven't announced uh, when that's going to happen. So I will keep you updated with that once they release the schedule. Uh, the next game is going to be Portugal versus Turkey, uh, which ended up being 3-1 to one in Portugal's favor. Uh, Portugal had a really good game, and they proved that they're just not Cristiano Ronaldo. They were solid on all aspects of the of their field, uh, which honestly, that's kind of what I predicted if they were to show up, because sometimes they... Uh, as talented as they are, they just, maybe it's just too much ego or they just rely on Cristiano Ronaldo too much, but this time they, they came up. So that also eliminated Turkey from contention of the world cup. Uh, the following game would be Sweden versus the Czech Republic. Uh, Sweden, again, like I said, didn't have Ibrahimovic, which is one of their more like, uh, I wouldn't say best player, but he, he used to be really good. He's still really good. He's just on the older side, uh, but maybe more well-known, I guess that would be the better word. But uh, the game was actually very close up until it went to extra time and Sweden just had a moment of finesse. And it was actually a really nice give-and-go goal. So they ended up winning 1-0, which eliminated the Czech Republic from contentions in the World Cup. And uh, the next game I'm going to um, talk about is Italy versus North Macedonia. Unfortunately, Italy lost, which it seemed like a trap game normally. 
Uh, and then honestly, they were going to go up against uh, Portugal following. And there's really not much to say about this game, man. Italy dropped the ball pretty hard. They had 32 shots to uh, four from North Macedonia. They had 16 corners. And I'm probably going to get slack for Mike from saying this, but uh, I mentioned it during the Euros to him that I just didn't feel like they were uh, that good, even though they were going into the Euros with that crazy unbeaten streak. It just didn't seem like, in my opinion, they hadn't really played any good teams in that run. And obviously tournaments are different, so... uh, they just ended up playing better than most of the teams in the tournament itself. But it showed in the World Cup qualifiers where they struggled to score against other teams when it mattered. Like, not saying that the Euros don't matter, but World Cup qualifying is very important. And they're just missing a striker. They haven't had a really good striker in a while. almost want to say since, like, Luca Toni or something. But So, unfortunately... That will throw Italy out of the World Cup once again, missing their second World Cup. It sucks because they won in 2006, and since then they've uh, been eliminated out of the group stages the last two after that, and then they missed two. So uh, lots of of reconstruction for the Italian team to moving forward. They need a striker. Obviously, they're known for their defense in their midfield, uh, but more so for their defense. But they definitely need to uh, find a striker. So hopefully, the lack of World Cups here will breed um, some kids to like realize, like, hey, they don't have a striker. Maybe it can be that next guy and then going through the system and become that next guy. Uh, so Portugal is going to face North Macedonia on Tuesday, which will be tomorrow. If you're listening to it on Monday at 11:45, I honestly think uh, Portugal should win that pretty easily. But again, it's football; you never know. Uh, Poland will be playing Sweden on the same day at the same time. Uh, that one should be a game to watch between those two. Uh, I think Sweden might pull that one off. They have Ibrahimovic again, uh, but I definitely want to see. Poland move forward being that I'm a Bayern Munich fan and uh, Robert Lewandowski is their striker and captain. I would, I would definitely like to see them uh, go to the world cup since that it'll probably be his last one, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously going for Poland, but if I was a betting man, I'd probably say Sweden it might pull it off. Uh, moving on to the CONCACAF, uh, which is for us Americans, that is our confederation. I'm going to review the Mexico versus U.S. game that happened on March 24th. Uh, it was in the Azteca, which is Mexico's uh, stronghold, essentially. They dominated in possession per usual, but I've said it before. It's not how long you have the ball. It's what you do with it. And once again, they just couldn't figure out how to put it back in the net. They had their chances. It was... They just tried to make it too fancy or they couldn't get the last pass in. They were, it was just, uh, you know, it's typical Mexico where they have the possession, but they just can't figure out a way to make it in. They had, you know, their chances and stuff. But on the other side, you had the U.S. had very clear chances to score. But luckily for Mexico, 
they had Ochoa back in uh, keeper to block it. Block it. One of them was uh, Christian Pulisic. Honestly, was a sitter. He should have made that. But regardless, uh, tie in the Azteca is technically a win from uh, the U.S. because it's one of the harder places to play just because it's, you know, 72-plus thousand people. Usually, usually, they've actually put a cap on some of the games from Mexico because of what happened in uh, Kitaro. Um I don't know if you guys are familiar, but there was a brawl during a Mexican La Liga game, and uh, it, so I think a few people died, and there were a lot of injuries. It was just like chaotic, uh, very bad for Mexico, at least for soccer or football, rather. But, you know, Mexico has been kind of lackluster as of late, and the fans booed them at the end, which, in my opinion, was well-deserved. They... Uh, I feel like sometimes they get complacent and uh, I'm being that there's only really three good teams and some other mediocre ones in the CONCACAF. I feel like the U S and Mexico tend to get complacent because they almost can literally walk into the world cup. And lately they've been having a little bit more competition. It's kind of showing here and there, but uh, the next game I was going to review was, the one that happened yesterday or Sunday, March 27th, uh, U.S. played Panama and the U.S. pulled it off uh, five to one. Uh, right away, Panama was trying to frustrate the U.S. players by fouling them and, you know, just making annoying them to see if they can get them to foul. Uh, the Panamanian captain during a uh, corner push slash hit Zimmerman's face and knocked him to the ground which ended up giving the U.S. a penalty after it got reviewed. And honestly, that should have been a card, at the very least yellow. But, I mean, you can make an argument that it was a red because it was deliberately, or from what it looked like to me, it was deliberate to the face. I've seen uh, people get red cards for less. And honestly, after that, it just opened up the door. The U.S. confidence came out. They were playing in Florida, so it was a very strong U.S.-heavy crowd. And that's all they needed was just that feel, and they just brought it to them. Pulisic had a, a hat trick and played very well, in my opinion. And uh, it's definitely a confidence booster going into Tuesday's game against Costa Rica in Costa Rica. Congrats to Canada for qualifying in the World Cup. They haven't qualified since the 80s. They've had a really good World Cup uh, qualifying run. And uh, if you get a chance, there's a, a Fonzie Davies. You see his reaction because he's he hasn't been playing because he's had a, like a heart issue or something like that. And uh, he was on Twitch and he started crying and stuff. It's kind of uh, uh, cool to see just because Canada hasn't been in the World Cup for a while and they've absolutely dominated the qualifying for CONCACAF. So again, congrats to Canada. Uh, Well-deserved. And Mexico and the U.S. most likely will qualify all they need is to win. Uh, the U.S. is playing Costa Rica in Costa Rica. Mexico is playing El Salvador. And the only way that Costa Rica would actually qualify would be if they score six goals, which will leapfrog them into the U.S., or four goals, and if Mexico loses to El Salvador. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but um, it's highly unlikely that Costa Rica will, will uh, pull that off. I've seen crazier shit happen before in football, so I would not be... I'd be stunned 
Like if that happens to the US, honestly, there's more there's more problems than than just uh losing that bad. Uh moving on to the Combi Bowl, we have uh the game that I reviewed. Uh yeah, Paraguay versus Ecuador. Uh three they lost three to one, or Ecuador lost three to one. Uh it was it wasn't really that important because Paraguay was already out. So they just, you know, it's what it's it was whatever. Like you just gotta show up, don't get injured. Uh they, they could have used it as a as a confidence booster, but it's whatever. Uh Brazil absolutely dominated Chile uh 4-0. And then the game that I was actually like highlighted, Uruguay versus Peru. Uruguay ended up winning 1-0, which made uh Uruguay officially qualify for the World Cup as well as Ecuador. So congrats to those two for qualifying on March 29th tomorrow. Uh, Peru, Colombia, and Chile, both, all three of them uh, are playing. And if uh, they have to win, they're all like within range of their point uh, with points. And they all have to win to play in a playoff game against most likely Costa Rica. It could be Mexico or U.S. if that crazy situation that I said happens. Uh, but most likely it'll be Costa Rica. Uh, so they still have a chance of possibly making the World Cup. Uh, so... That's pretty much that's pretty much it for uh, today's episode. Again, if you guys have any suggestions or if you want me to cover other leagues, let me know. I'm still trying to gauge the uh, episode lengths, uh, and I also can always improve. So, uh, thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>